Hello and welcome to the Marvel Cinema Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Henry. I'm your other co-host, Matthew. And today we're doing a little fun one where we're kind of going through Rotten Tomatoes and kind of review sites in general and kind of going through movies that are not well liked and are either rotten or, you know, below a 6.0, I guess, on a IMDb. And instead of being like, oh yeah, they're bad movies, we will be like, yeah, but they're good movies because we like them. Um, I was saying before that I have quite a few here that I'm quite surprised by, because I was surprised that people didn't like these movies in terms of reviews. Um, so it should be quite fun getting into all of that. Um, but yeah, uh, before I go on to that, uh, let's talk about Instagram and Twitter, where we have our Marvelous in a Podcast uh, social media account. Uh, you got very just... enthusiastic there when you started talking about social media. <laughs> I was just so excited about it, you know. <laughs> so cool, isn't it? Yeah. Everything, everything's so nice on social media. People like us all the time, 100%. <laughs> no one ever disagrees. Why would they? It's only movies. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have a Instagram account at Marvelous Cinema Podcast where mm. we do uh, day, well, other, every other day reviews um, and weekly podcasts come out on Monday. Uh, and we also do the same thing over on Twitter uh, at Cinema Marvelous where we do every other day reviews and weekly podcasts come out on Monday. Um, but yeah, go give us a follow, give us a like if you like this. Uh, give us a review or comment or whatever and we'll be sure to get back to you and talk to you and have fun because mm-hmm. movies are cool and we're cool for sure <laughs> um, but yeah anyway do you want to start with your first uh, bad reviewed movie that you do indeed like um, so yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to dip straight in the, uh, in the deep end mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to go with one that I kind of had in my mind beforehand, and we've talked about before, and that is uh, Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> this is on my list too. <laughs> so I'm just going to bring it up on, on Rotten Tomatoes on IMDb. So um, just so you know, if you hear any clicking during this, it's just me bringing this stuff up. <laughs> also, on, on any other podcast, if you happen to hear clicking, I do try to edit them out. But if you do, it's just me bringing the film up on my screen. Mm-hmm. We've got to get our facts right, you know. We do. <laughs> Everyone hates it if we got them wrong. That's why we yeah. never get anything wrong. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, Rotten Tomatoes, Wonder Woman 984 has 59%. Mm-hmm. Slightly better audience score with 74%. Okay. And IMDb is, I think it's 5.3. Oh my God, really? Which is, yeah, that, that that's the one that hits me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because we sort of. I suppose before we get into this, we sort of. Do you want to sort of mention like how we generally feel about these sites? Um. I yeah. I guess so. Probably best to start with our review opinions. I guess. Um. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I guess for me, especially Ron Tomorrow's, it's a weird thing where I think people take it the wrong way as to what mm-hmm. it's meant to mean. Um. Like, so if you look at a movie and it has ninety five percent, and look at a different movie that has ninety five percent. That does not mean that the critics or the audience said this is a 9.5 out of 10 movie, um, which is why I think a lot of people do think of it as like. Um, because you can have, for sure, like um, a 90, 95% fresh movie on Rotten Tomatoes that when you look at the reviews, the average score is like 3 out of 5 stars. Mm-hmm. Um, it does not mean the movie is like the best movie it just means it's well it's generally liked 
Mm, um, like it, it's it takes like a the the main tomato it takes like a it it divides the reviews into either favorable or unfavorable and that's just it and then it's the percentage of people that thought they people enjoyed it basically and then even then um a lot of critics are, are on that site and it mentioned the fact that it's weird what rotten tomatoes counts as a positive review mm-hmm. sometimes it'll be a really negative review and then it will end with but it's not the worst one. It's kind of all right, I guess. And then it'll go, oh, it's positive review. Put it into the <laughs> positive pile, um, mm-hmm. which is odd. And it kind of makes no sense. And I think Rotten Tomatoes, I, when I use it, when I look at it, it's not necessarily me saying how good is the movie. It's more or less, is it, um, is it just generally liked? What's, what's the likelihood that I will like it? Mm-hmm. Um to what degree I like it is up to well individual opinion, obviously. Um, but yeah, how do you feel about I guess Rotomos and stuff like IMDb and stuff like that? Um, when I was younger, when I was young and naive, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I used to take IMDb ratings as gospel. So, yeah, kind of me too. <laughs> I can, you can download the app. I don't, I don't think Rotomos has an app, but IMDb has an app and it's it's on my phone. I still mm-hmm. use it. I just use it very differently to how I used to use it. Yeah. Um, so it always used to be a thing of our oh, films released. Let's see if it's good. Oh, it's got seven point nine. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. That's how it used to be. But <laughs> now, recently, especially sort of Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four is the tail end of me realizing that it's not gospel. Yeah, <laughs> and I think the first thing that made me realize that was um, a film I haven't actually got on my list, mm-hmm. mainly because. I just didn't dare go into it, into the reviews on Rotten Tomatoes or IMDb. Right. The film being The Last Jedi. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was sort of the, the time, because obviously IMDb works differently to Rotten Tomatoes in that um, it's it's an aggregate score. Mm-hmm. They score it out of 10, and that's the average that it got, whereas, as we said, the tomato meter on Rotten Tomatoes is did people like it or did they not, and then making an aggregate out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and as such, I tend to think that nowadays <laughs> it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because some people do treat them as gospel. Still, you know, mm-hmm. if if they see that a film's got ninety five on Rotten Tomatoes, they're like, "Oh, that, that's good." Then I am validated. Yeah. Um, and if and if you know it's important to people, then I don't want to take it away from them. Mm-hmm. It's just realizing that it's not like a universal de facto thing. Yeah, it's not the logical uh, equation of if movies are good or not. <laughs> mm, like, yeah, like I said, there just isn't a way of doing that. You have to make your own mind up. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it's especially IMDb. I use it now just to gauge whether people like it or not, not the actual quality of the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, and in that's why the the only reason I really use it now is to check cast lists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's pretty good at that. Um, and because generally it it's I don't want to be derogatory when I say this, but it's a certain kind of person that writes an IMDb review. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Generally, generally, of course, people obviously they, I'm, I'm sure there are you know a lot wide range of people, but. You know, <laughs> there's a general there's a general narrative that you see across reviews. 
Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. Or, or, or do you have another point? No, I just think I think it's a good leading to Wonder Woman 84 because I remember it's kind of become a weird thing for me now because in the past, especially when I was like a like a, a young teenager back when I was just starting to really realize that I was starting to really love movies and not just enjoy them. It was becoming kind of a a weird habit of changing or forming my forming my opinion around reviews. Um, before I may have even seen the movie like actually like myself, um, and it's kind of switched over the years to the point now where, especially big blockbusters that people are really excited for, it's kind of got to the point where. Whenever a film is the divisive, I get more excited for the movie. In like a, because I feel like because of my track record of loving, like literally loving movies are, kind of for the most part not liked. My track record for that is quite large. I have a lot of movies that I love that people generally don't. So when people are very divisive about certain films, especially big blockbusters, I kind of, I kind of get really intrigued by it. <laughs> And I kind of think about, oh, but in five years' time, there'll be like a video, like, or five videos at least of like people being, maybe it's a great movie and a masterpiece. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> and I kind of get interested in that. And I think, I think it's perfectly leading for me as well with Wonder Woman 84, where I kind of, kind of got somewhat like morbidly uh, curious of what this film was going to be like. And then the two you can relate to um, watching the movie. And kind of literally falling in love. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, it was so nice and so surprising and kind of rewarding. It felt more special in a way to me. I don't know why, but um, but it yeah. kind of feels like oh, you, you're you're in you're in the group that like it. Yeah, and I think it's no as much as people kind of you know go on about how much they don't like films and make an hour long video essay and why a film's bad and all that sort of thing. Nobody really wants to dislike a movie. Um, no. or a video game or anything like that. Nobody wants to put themselves through that, aside from when you're drunk with your friends watching a bad movie. That's the only really kind of situation, I would say. Um, so whenever people are giving like mean reviews, I always kind of just feel like, can you not just be a bit more level-headed about it? <laughs> mm. And not mean, because the meanness just comes from this place of, not being in the group, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. your opinion on this whole Wonder Woman thing? So I, I, I love it. I think it's one of my favourite, most unique comic book movies from the last few years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love the score, particularly. I think that's... I, I've been listening to a lot of the songs on repeat recently. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, but you know, the film as a whole, it's brilliant. The casting of, of Gal Gadot in that role, absolutely brilliant. She's phenomenal in this one. Mm-hmm. That's sort of a, a brief overview. Um, I actually got it wrong when I said the IMDb ring. It's actually 5.4. Oh, <laughs> so my God. <laughs> it's going up every second. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this... It has a 5.59%, uh, mm-hmm. which, again, to remind people, it's just over half people liked it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and it just baffles me. And it, it sort of almost makes me a bit sad that people took against this the way they did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it just—it's genuinely a happy film. It's—it's it's euphoric. <laughs> yeah, yeah euphoric. Through. It's not—I say happy because there are points that are quite sad. Mm-hmm. But by the end of it, it's a very sort of hopeful film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, a lot of the reviews that came out 
and some of the ones I've, I've got on my screen now from the critics, they were saying how it's very timely that this film's come out now, mm-hmm. or when it did, during in the pan during the pandemic at its at its highest. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it just felt a bit disparaging that people took it against it the way that it did, and, and I, I I do get why people didn't like it for its cheesiness because it is cheesy. Mm-hmm. It's. You know, it's Christopher Reeve, Superman, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, but in their present day. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it definitely definitely embodies those films. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I do get why people didn't take it, why people didn't didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I am still really confused as to why they hate it as much as they do. Yeah. <laughs> It's not just dislike, it's kind of a, a weird hatred, yeah. <laughs> like, like, like a lot of times, if you watch, you watch a movie that critics critics didn't like, you can, you can watch it and you think, well, yeah, I, I understand that part and that part and that part. But for me, I don't... It, it confuses me why, why they were so divisive on this one, yet loved the first one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because there were a lot of similarities... <laughs> There, yeah, it's quite. I would say tonally, it's it's quite similar. I think I think the first one's definitely a darker film, but mm. it's still quite. You know, love will save the world and all this sort of stuff, and it's very much imbuing Wonder Woman character with Christopher Reeve like esque um, um, elements. Um, so it's kind of weird that they were shocked by that in the second movie. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, and like we've we've both studied film for three years now, mm-hmm. which kind of confuses me when I talk, look at this film because I feel I, I don't feel like I'm a genius. All right, <laughs> I don't by any means think I'm a master, but I'd like to believe I have at least a little bit of understanding of film mm-hmm. conventions. <laughs> yeah, and how how critics go about reviewing films. Yeah, I I watch this film and I think, am I stupid? <laughs> Am I not getting the problem here? Yeah, that's kind of how I thought it too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really weird. I um, I did pick out a few few uh, reviews, user reviews for this. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, just just I I haven't done it for all the films. I've only done it for one other film, mainly because if if you go too far on certain films, it gets a bit depressing. Kind of. <laughs> Um, but some some of these some of these are, are genuinely genuinely fun, quite amusing. So um, Jacob M mm-hmm. has given a half star to Wonder Woman and says this is a confusing mess of a film, whilst at the same time being actual Israeli state propaganda. Um, I'd rather be chemically castrated than watch this again. Jesus Christ! <laughs> um, wow, that is a lot of words. <laughs> um, in a Bold statement. Yeah, yeah. I um, find reviews like that so odd. I find them funny, but like not. I find it weird that someone would write that and think, "Yeah, I'm the smart one." <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I don't understand. Like, for half these reviews, I'm genuinely, um, genuinely just sat there thinking, "Have they done this ironically?" Yeah. <laughs> Is this a joke that I just haven't got? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. I've got another one. One star review from Bueno T that says, "The story was so basic, and Wonder Woman act like act like more a princess than a warrior." I prefer yeah, this version of Zack, of Zack Snyder. 
I, I, I question that because if you just <laughs> scroll up a little bit on 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 Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. you will see director Patty Jenkins, producer Charles Roven, Deborah Snyder, and Zack Snyder. <laughs> that doesn't count though. It's only producers, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have absolutely no involvement anyway. Got no clue. Um, <laughs> this one. <right? laughs> Lloyd S. given half a star, and it, it, it's, 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 it's six words. Mm-hmm. And it says, it is thick with the cheese. <laughs> I mean, kind of, <laughs> yeah. Just, do you like cheese or not? <laughs> <laughs> That's just what made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it is thick with the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else, um... <laughs> I found one about rambling about SJW oh, like announcement. Oh god! Um, somebody, somebody t- uh, having a problem with many implausible situations, such as a fully operational aircraft in the museum that a World War Two pilot can fly. Hmm. I mean, I guess that's an issue if you're that type of person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah. And I've I've got to give it to the person that wrote this final review. Because this is this is one hell of a burn. Right, they've, they've, they've got them here. It says they went for it. the mall action scene was awful, and the CGI is nineteen eighty four quality. <laughs> you know what? That's pretty good. <laughs> I disagree with you, but I I, I, I find your methods amusing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that, that that's sort of all I had for that. I just thought I'd share some of that. Yeah, some of the the hatred. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I would like to say that you know, I, I have taken these taken these these uh, opinions basically out and and mocked them. But you know, we do we do appreciate all points of view. And if if people genuinely didn't like this film, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with with them. Yeah, it's. I think it's just more funny to read the wording of hatred in 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 the form of like movie criticism. Mm, yeah. There's something about I'd rather be chemically castrated than watch this movie. <laughs> That's just hilarious. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a, it almost exists as like a challenge for people now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, he's gonna like see that movie on Amazon and stuff like that. He's gonna have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, people but just yeah, competing to see if they can say the most <laughs> weird things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think my favorite views on Rotten Tomatoes are for the Cats movie. They're <laughs> they're incredible. I think my favorite one is someone saying. I'm not sure I know what a real cat looks like anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Which I kind of agree with, um, but yeah, I think, I think in the last, I think three or four years, I do think that this film is one hundred eighty-four is definitely the high point in recent memory of. I just don't agree with the general consensus here, um, mm-hmm. and I totally agree that when I was watching the film. I was the entire way through, especially the beginning of the film, where like that uh, sort of gladiator kind of Olympic trial thing, which mm-hmm. I adore. Like I love that so much. The entire sequence there, and mm-hmm. I never that feeling of, oh, this is going to be one of those things where I'm going to have to fight for this opinion all the time, <laughs> <laughs> because I know I'm going to love this, and I did love it. Um, and that's what I was saying that I didn't have my issues with it. Um, you know, I think. We talked about it before where I feel like it's a movie that doesn't trust the audience with the the wishing stone MacGuffin mm-hmm. thing when, you know, 
it's a movie with Wonder Woman and the lasso of truth. <laughs> um, you know, you tell me there's a rock that, you know, grants wishes. Just tell me once and I'll get it and I'm, I can move on. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, and there is, you know, there is very kind of bombastic performances that are quite sometimes more funny than threatening. <laughs> um, kind of talking about Pedro Pascal, who I think is great in the film, but it's definitely a cheese factor moment um a mm. uh, thick with cheese factor moment um <laughs> it's just thick with the cheese yeah <laughs> but i yeah i love that movie and i just yeah and i think it's i was so happy when you loved it too because i didn't want to fight you in this one <laughs> <laughs> no i did i love it i i, like I said i have the same problems as you but i just can't help but love it that opening sequence is i love it i love the music for that scene like i said before but just the, it just a, it's a euphoric score, all around. Yeah, it really mm-hmm. is. And um, um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, do you want to move on to another movie? We can do. What 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 have you got for us? Um. Okay. So I'm going to go for one that I was, uh, kind of surprised by. Um, I'm going to go for a 1999 movie. Um, quite the hit. It's on TV all the time, but it wasn't loved. And in some cases, not very liked at all by critics. Um, mm. The the Mummy uh, with Brendan Fraser. Oh, um, I found this one as well. Yeah, it's it's an interesting one because I I always kind of assumed the first one was kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean style classic. People generally really really liked it. Um, critics were kind of very positive. But the current moment is not too bad, but it is on the verge of being like rotten. On um, mm. tomorrow's The Mummy Night Night Nine has. 61%. So it's mm-hmm. on the verge of not, you know, going to rotten territory. Um, still, like, not the worst, like, reviews ever, but it just surprised me as a film that I quite, like, really love. <laughs> um, and I didn't really watch it in full until, like, I think, like, last year. Um, just because for it's a movie that's always on TV, and therefore... Whenever it's been on TV, I've always watched like ten minute chunks of it, and then my parents, who have seen it too many times, will go turn that off right now. We've seen it too many times. It's always on TV, um, so I always kind of never saw it, but I always assumed that I saw it, um, but I didn't. And I watched it, and it's great. It's kind of the perfect Indiana Jones sequel, and that's not Indiana Jones. Um, mm, yeah, it's it's. it's I've, always, I've always considered it to be. It, it's up there with them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the the perfect Indiana Jones four movie <laughs> that was better than the actual Kingdom of the Crystal Skull in some ways, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it just surprised me. I think it's such an easily enjoyable and, and accessible film, and it's such a throwback. Such a clearly, it's clearly not going for you know like deep characters or you know amazing kind of set pieces for necessarily it's more or less just kind of everything you love about the adventure genre that you know from Indiana Jones and things like that and kind of just updating it to the 90s um and it's it's kind of I love it (laughs) and it's just kind of one of those things where I can't get my head around people not at least kind of going oh this is good I mean you don't have to love it but the fact that it's kind of not quite loved it kind of surprised me and um but yeah and then it has it has two sequels and they are they are sequels i will admit um (laughs) the second one 
The second one's definitely uh, the first movie again, but bad type of sequel. Mm-hmm. It's just the same plot, but bigger and kind of losing focus and more and worse CGI. <laughs> um, <laughs> more and worse. And then the third one just kind of loses all magic that had in the first one. Um, mm-hmm. Is but, is the first one the one with the the CGI rock? No, no, <laughs> no. The first one is n- there's no rock in the first one. <laughs> the second one is the rock. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, could forget that. <laughs> but no, I, yeah, yeah. I really sec- like the first one. The first, yeah, the first one is kind of I don't know. It's just one of those films where I just couldn't get my head around it, and it's yeah, I think it's Brendan Fraser at his best. In some ways, oh, yeah. um, he is killing it the entire way through the movie. Mm-hmm. And I think you can kind of feel it in the sequels, the idea that the character was kind of getting lost to generic handsome man. Um, whereas in the first one, whilst yes, being an action hero, he was kind of more of a, a crazy person <laughs> who was on the... He's, he got, you know, into the desert for too long. He got imprisoned, um, almost got hung, and then... You know, he kind of, kind of, kind of, he has no idea what he's doing in the first movie. Um, his big idea is to scare the, the mummy with cats. So he's that type of character. And I think in the sequels, it definitely got a bit kind of, the silhouette mattered more than the character. It was much more kind of him just being a generic hero, wearing a fedora like Indiana Jones. Um, and yeah, it kind of lost a bit of the magic as it went along, but yeah, these are great films, and I think this would be... A, well, great film, as I say. Not great film, great <laughs> film. Um, and I think it definitely should be looked back upon a bit more fondly. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. And as well, Brendan Fraser, for all intents and purposes, is a lovely man, apparently. Oh, yeah. I believe it as well. He has the, the best smile in the industry. <laughs> he just looks, looks a happy smile. Yeah. <laughs> and he's, yeah. Um, he's in a Doom Patrol as the robot, like the robot dad. Yeah, um, I, um, I, I seem to remember reading that. Yeah, and he's he's so good at it, and it's such a weird thing of, it, whenever he swears, it's like seeing your dad swear. It just <laughs> feels like, that's not right. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's just a cool guy. Um, mm-hmm. And he also, he gave so much, even though, you know, even in the sequels, which, you know, don't have the magic of the first one, he gave so much to it, because obviously you know about how he, was it something, he wore away all the cartilage in his knee or something? Yeah, his his body was broken. Like he had, I think I want to say he had spine surgery at some point. Because mm. um, they, they they got him to do all the stunts in the third one or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had like, I think, I think it his body kind of got broken quite a few times in the first movie, mm-hmm. and in the sequel because the first one was so successful, like immediately, it kind of is one of the sequels where they immediately started making it. So he didn't really have time to kind of heal. It was kind of just, Okay, now jump off this sand dune. Like, it was kind of just go right into it. Um, so his body, with that, and then other roles that were kind of similar, I guess. Um, yeah, and also there's kind of a, I don't know if it's a fun fact, but it's kind of a fact that's interesting that it happened in the film set. But um, the scene in which Brendan Fraser gets like hanged, um, they actually hung him, and he almost died. He might have actually died for like a second, which is. Crazy. What, like, he was 999 at different times. I don't like them. I know. The stunt, stunt coordinators in those days were, you know, they were Alan the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't an actual position. Yeah. 
Just imagine that. <laughs> the stunt coordinator was was just so happens to be first aid qualified thirty years ago. <laughs> did it online. Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, all the telephone did have computers, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they they attended one session a couple of mm-hmm. decades ago. Yeah. Didn't you like the teacher and got like it they got the, the qualification early. Just kinda of left. <laughs> yeah. God. Just imagine imagine getting onto a movie set and being like, Okay, we're gonna hang you and they kind of go, you kind of ask them, so what's the precautions here? And then they kind of go, uh, someone will cut the rope in time, we hope. Um, yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, is, is it safe? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's only a rope. Like, come on. <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. <laughs> but what I, okay, so what I'm saying essentially is, Give more respect to this movie in which the actor almost died and maybe yeah. actually died for a minute. Um, gave so much to it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my movie. Yeah. Ah. What's your Shall we on to another one? Yeah. Right, so this, I'm going to go with the film that kind of um, kind of inspired me with this idea with, to come up to, to want to do this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one that I, when I was bringing it up on screen last week, it's one that I saw the wrong time I was rating off and thought, how dare they? <laughs> right. How dare they tarnish such a such a classic film mm-hmm. um, with such a such a low rating? Yeah. I was appalled. Oh, oh. It involves two ships in a whirlpool. <gasps> oh yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> it's part of the current world's end. I mean, I know we talked about it last week, but I thought I'd bring it up again. Its tomato meter rating is forty four percent. Jesus Christ, that's less than half. I know wow. it's less than half. Forty four percent. Yeah. In my mind, this is a classic. Same, same. This is a, this is an iconic cinema. <laughs> this is, you know, it, it, it's got everything. It's got the score. It's got the the effects. Mm-hmm. But no, according to them, it's a it's it, it people were divided on it. It's got a 7.1 yeah. on IMDb. Mm-hmm. And while I understand why people gave it that rating, I just feel I feel like it deserves more. It deserves more for the vision, you know? The, the fucking vision. <laughs> <laughs> the scale, the yeah, just, just, just the vision. To the crabs, the, the endless David Jones locker, the, the whirlpool, the, the dead on the little boats going across, the, the heaven, the... All of it. Come on, guys. Come on. <laughs> you just gotta. It's gotta. Just please, just share it some love. It's how can how can you how can you watch a film in a big whirlpool like that and think? <laughs> how can you how can you sit back and think that's nothing? It's mm-hmm. a whirlpool. I know. They've gone all out. They are trying their best to entertain you. Yeah, and I think <laughs> this is the this is the the one that really stings me when I whenever I think about this. Um, I think, I'm not sure about the fourth movie, but I think the fifth movie might be higher rated. No, tomorrow's. I think so. Yeah. No, um, I swear to God, I'll lose all faith in, in humanity. <laughs> Let me have a look at this. Pirates, Maybe check that one, but yeah, I'm checking it now. Pirates of the Caribbean. I always forget how to spell Caribbean. <laughs> Dead men tell no tales. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's okay. That's twenty nine percent. We're all right. Oh, okay, okay. One. What about Stranger Tides? What's the fourth one, though. Never have I been so relieved to see 29% on a film. Stranger <laughs> Tides. 
Oh my god, thank god. Our okay. strange tide is 33%. We're alright, people. Okay, okay, okay. I was wrong. Okay. I assumed I assumed some things on from a very bad memory. Uh, uh, sanity has prevailed. Yeah. Oh my god. But yeah, it's. I never forget the day. Like, I actually will never forget it. When I looked on my phone one day and I was like, oh, what is the consensus on Pirates of Caribbean, the first three films? I was like, oh, the first one, you know, 70%, 80%. Oh, that's fine. That's what I I could imagine, yeah. Very enjoyable movie. Um, second movie, my favourite, I think. Um, and I looked at it, it was like 52% or something like that. Like, it's not... It's, it's rotten, but it's not, you know, the worst. I was like, oh, this is surprising. And then the, the third one. It's got a whirlpool, like we keep saying. <laughs> God. And then I found out that people... Like, some really, like, esteemed, you know, people that love these critics, like, really hate these movies as a whole. Like, even the first one. Um, I think I think the the critic Mark Commode hates these movies with a, with a passion. All of them. Oh, no. And I won't lie. I like that man. But not anymore. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> it's changed. <laughs> yeah, I, I, just, I just feel sad. That's my childhood right there. They've given my childhood 44%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh no! Have you got ever got another one to take my mind off this? <laughs> yes, I've got a, I've got a group of things, okay. um, a franchise you could say, um, that I think deserves a bit more love. Um, so I want to go for the first half of the Fast and Furious franchise. <laughs> okay. Which gets no love from anyone, aside from me, Henry. <laughs> Um, uh, fast and yeah so the first one uh, 2001 the fast and the furious um, <laughs> all the uh, variations how many variations <laughs> can you get on this one party <laughs> apparently 10 um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's on Rotten Tomatoes it has 53% okay okay for a time capsule movie get more love come on bring it mm-hmm. in the second movie too fast too furious we have Thirty-six percent. I can get that. We're, get, we're getting lower. Yeah, we'll get. We don't worry. We we'll get lower as well. Um, <laughs> What's Tokyo Drift? One of my. So I finished it, by the way. Oh my god! You have to. They go to Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm in. I'm, I've reached Tokyo. Oh right. Okay. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Best part of the movie is Tokyo. Um, but yeah, the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift 2006, 37 percent. This is a crime. This is an assault. This is this is this is blasphemy. And the lowest rate in the franchise, which I this is my least favourite in the franchise, but to get this law, um the fast uh, no hang on, not the fast, just fast and furious, two thousand and nine, the fourth film in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh twenty eight percent. Really? Yeah. And this is the one that's Fast and Furious is probably the most restrained movie in, in this franchise. It's very much... Um, it's kind of a Michael... It's kind of trying to be a Michael Mann thriller. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, it has, like, three very kind of boring car chases. Um, but it's kind of okay. It brings back the original crew. Um, is he got Gargado yeah. in this one? His first Gargado one? Yeah, yeah, that's her first one. Um, with Finn Diesel. Um, Diesel, um, and also what I mentioned, and I kind of, I kind of understand this one, 
But Fast and Furious Presents Hobbs and Shaw got 67%, which, you know... I no, look, compared to the others. Yeah, yeah, which is, you know, it gets up. Anyway, but I wanted to say that anyone who... Anyone who looks... Anyone who goes to Sainsbury's or Asda or Lidl or Aldi and you go to the little DVD... Or the American section, equivalent. The American, wherever you are, whatever supermarket you have, and you go over to, you know, the store and you're like, oh... Well, it's in the DVD section. And you look over and you see those, those, those rad as hell uh, cover art things of cars with like neon lights, uh, <laughs> the little light trails and all that. And you see that and you go, God, those movies are dumb. I don't want to be your friend at all. You know, I just don't want to be it. If you look at that movie and you go, God, this is going to be, that's a bad movie. Fast and Furious, more like Fast and not a good movie, am I right? Don't be that guy. <laughs> Don't be that guy, you know? <laughs> um, I mean, what the, the, yeah. Are we talking the DVD section where, you know, every now and then we'll see the latest the latest picture of Bruce Willis looking uninterested? Yeah, so there's that one, yeah. It's that little section. <laughs> oh. God. There's a, I think he had a movie come out recently, Bruce Willis. And let's mm. just check his Rotten Tomorrow's. Um, I think it's called oh. the, the, the Reprisal? The Reprisal? Oh, is it one with Frank Grillo? Yeah, yeah. It's got a a, a hefty beating from critics. It Cosmic had, Sin? You, oh, no, no, that's a different one, I think. Well, uh, Cosmic Sin's got 4%. Wow. Okay. But the baffling part is, it's got 4% on the tomato meter, yet it's miraculously managed 81% on the audience score. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jesus. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> okay, so the other movie with Bruce Willis mm-hmm. and the other guy Frank Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo, his this one has eight percent. What was it called? The the oh hang on the reprisal reprisal. Um, it is a mystery and thriller action movie. It's one and a half hours, and the audience score is eighteen percent. So no one liked it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, just, I just looked up Bruce Willis' profile on Rotten Tomatoes and it says lowest rated 0% he's actually <laughs> achieved it wow Bruce you done it god he's, he's he's managed to do a film which no critic has liked what like how it's not career. even not even not even a cheeky well, the reviewers put a nice sentence in there, so we'll give them a positive review. No, not even that. Not even. I just, I'm looking at this movie right now. Is it 10 minutes gone? Yep, that's the one. Michael Chiklis. Wow. He's got a different one as well. He's got Hard Kill. That's a Europe percent as well. Oh, he has? Oh, wow, what an achievement. Jesus Christ. He's the one that doesn't that even have a score. It's incredible to me that this man... Oh, a third. Oh. And a fourth. Oh. Dear Lord, how has he achieved this? It's like he's tried to do it. Uh-huh. Wow. Um, yeah, wow. this is upsetting, I think. I'm looking for it, and it's amazing how much... His career is so varying. Mm-hmm. Across the board. If, like, look, it's the highest rated 94% with Die Hard, then 0%. Yeah. Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, I also saw someone um, I was listening to another podcast and they pointed out on there that um, the oh, Bruce Willis was born in Germany 
Oh, wow. Um, I point out that this, the, the new one he's done, the Cosmic Sin. Mm-hmm. If you look at the poster, mm-hmm. one of the posters, the the picture of him mm-hmm. is identical to the one from Die Hard 4. Identical? So they've... It's the same pose, and he even has like marks on his face in the same place. So they've just copied and pasted it? There is a good chance. Wow. Did it, could they not just get him in for a photo? I guess not. I'm trying Cosmic... They got him in for a movie. Cosmic Sin Poster. I've just looked Everyone, at... everyone Google along. <laughs> yeah, I found it. Wow. If you type Google, Google um, Cosmic Sin Poster, it's literally the fourth one comes up is a... Yeah, that's the same. Oh my God, it is, The yeah. mouth is slightly different, but it's the same picture. That is the same picture, yeah. They've clearly opened his mouth in Photoshop. <laughs> yeah. That was it. He's, he's got, he's looking, the, is he, oh my God. Have you seen the Even armor the light's in the same place. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the armor he's wearing? It's ridiculous. Uh, that, that, that's, that's what you call cool sci-fi, Henry. Do you know what I Oh, 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 I forgot. I forgot. Yeah, that's got, cool sci-fi. <laughs> wait, until, wait, wait, until, wait until you see the big, the big grey armor suit they got in um, the Expanse. Whoa. <laughs> That's, That's pure sci-fi. sci-fi. I think the director of these movies is the same person, you know. Well, all of them. Near <laughs> uh, <laughs> the uh, reprisal, reprisal. Oh no! Okay, I assumed it was. It's not. <laughs> anyway, where were we? Oh, you know, I don't know. Oh yeah, Fast, Fast and Furious. Anyway. I don't know. to Bruce Willis. I've got no idea. Um, anyway, yes. Fast and Furious, it's a great franchise. Um, and by that I mean, it's okay. <laughs> it's pretty good. It has a very nostalgic 2001 first movie. It has a really weird and kind of bad second movie. It has an amazing third movie, Tokyo Drift. Um, I say that with full honesty. Um, the fourth movie is kind of iffy. It kind of drags its feet along. It's it's kind of trying to, it's trying to be a serious thriller, even though it's Fast and Furious. Um, the fifth movie is when the franchise really just knew what it was, and you will enjoy it immensely. It's a heist movie, but with cars going vroom vroom. Um, the sixth movie is the fifth movie, but bigger and more budget and more stunts. It might be better. It's up to you. I don't know. Um, the Sith, the seventh movie, uh, Jason Statham's in that one. Uh, he's having fun. He's doing stuff. <laughs> um, the eighth movie kind of is kind of losing a bit of traction. Kind of getting a bit too far. Going making making some big choices. I would say. Um, now, however, I'm very excited for the ninth movie. Fast and fa- no, hang on, F nine. Uh, the Fast Saga, um, directed by the returning director from Tokyo Drift, Justin Lin, the man, the legend. Um, <laughs> and if you're not excited for this movie, <sighs> score what's a Bruce Willis movie. Do what you want, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's me, that's mine. That's a honourable suggestion, I think, there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I am. I'm yet to explore them fully. I've seen the first two. Mm-hmm. I'm part of Tokyo Drift. Ah, finish it. 
I'll finish it one day. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yes. <laughs> um, so, my next one. It's one that I, 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 can, I can only imagine that it was an accident that the critics ended up with a 55% on Rotten Tomatoes with this one. Oof, oof. And, and I, 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 or, or, alternatively, I can only imagine that all they saw from this film was a brief segment of Pierce Brosnan singing. <laughs> that film is the first, or the Mamma Mia film. God damn it. 55%. It's a crime against the universe. It is, that's a crime. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, the sequel has 79%. Oh, oh. Which, you know, it's a marked improvement. It's weird because I would say that the second movie is a better movie. I do think it's a more well-rounded rounded movie, but mm-hmm. the first one's everyone's drunk. Come on. Everyone's drunk. <laughs> everyone's having a good time. Just get in the spirit of it. Neck a few. <laughs> it's Mel Streep dancing. <laughs> It's Meryl Street dancing, it's Pierce Brosnan singing, James Bond. James Bond is singing yeah. in a musical. Like, I think like four years after the, this last Bond movie came out, he was doing this. Four years. What a change. <laughs> what a legend to be able to do that. Stolen Skarsgård's in it. Yeah. Bootstrap Bill himself. <laughs> Colin Firth. How can you not love Colin Firth? Look at his little face. It's Colin Firth. <laughs> it's Colin Firth. It is Colin Firth. It is. Oh, you've got we've got some we've got some royalty of uh, British comedy in here. Julie mm. Walters as well. Yeah, and you've given it fifty five percent. Yeah, it has other songs in it the entire way through. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine that half the people, half half of the the critics that reviewed this just were just having a bad day, <laughs> which is ironic because if they just listened to a bit of ABBA, everything would have turned around for them. Exactly, that's how it works. You know, the Joker, he would be fine if he'd listened to the Abbott. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what the therapist should have done in the scene. They should have gone, this isn't working, Arthur. I'll open, my de- open, open a desk drawer, gives him the DVD from Army. <laughs> this <laughs> will solve everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Go. Oh, I've just accidentally seen one of the reviews. Oh. They've called it Disgusting? Disgusting? They've called it disgusting, awkward, and improbable. What do you mean improbable? Improbable. It's a musical. Why are you complaining about it being improbable? Jesus Christ! Oh my God! It's it's probably one of the only films that is probable. You know, it's one of the only realistic films ever made. Really, come on, Jesus! It's it's like it's stuff like this <laughs> that really just you know, it really you know just. It makes me do a whole Jared Little Joker laugh. You know, I can't handle it. Going, <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's a Jared Little Joker laugh. <laughs> oh dear! It's like a scene. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh my it's... god! I've just seen. I've just seen this on the suggestion that you might also like Twilight. I mean, I would like Twilight. Don't get me wrong. Do you like Twilight? No, <laughs> but. I have watched the entire series yeah. in, uh, in marathon order, one after the other. Um, uh, it, it was worth it. Um, <laughs> if you are slightly tipsy and with people that are not just yourself. <laughs> um, because, yeah, I mean, 
it's I could I still don't know how, even though I watched the entire films, I watched the whole films, I still don't know how, but the Twilight Saga somehow ends with a big vampire war. And I I literally cannot put A to B in that one. I <laughs> in my mind, the entire franchise, even though I've seen the entire franchise, is just Edward and Jacob and Bella are in love, but there's a triangle and there's a family of vampires. Blue and I. Yeah, but I still don't know when a war happens, and I don't know how. <laughs> oh, it hurts. Isn't like a big battle, and then all of a sudden it's revealed that there wasn't actually a big battle, and it was just a vision. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the equivalent of you know the euphoria of Endgame, and then Doctor Strange kind of goes, "Oh, not real though." Enough of that fun. I got you. Anyway, let's all just go home and not do this. Um, is, yeah. he, is Michael Sheen in these films? He is, yeah. He's, he's the main... I guess he's the main bad guy, I guess. He's the he's the big villain. He's the big Voldemort of the series. Um, Michael but, Sheen is Voldemort. Yeah. But the thing is, his, his acting choices range from... Oh, he's the only good actor here, for the most part. Um, to... He's somehow the worst actor here. <laughs> he makes choices. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the franchise. I don't know, what movie were we talking about? What, what, what did we start? Mamma Mia. Oh my god, yeah. Anyway, Mamma Mia. It's a great film. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a classic. You know, I watch it every year, at least once every year. I watch it every week. You know, every week. As it should be. As it should be. And the thing is, right, critics, be damned. Because here's the thing, if I read like a comprehensive, non-angry, just purely kind of what I did not like about this film review about this movie, I would probably kind of go, oh yeah, the songs do come out of nowhere. Um, they don't hold any narrative meaning. What does money, what does, what is the song? Money, money. Money, money, money. How did go. you forget that? I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's the with one word. It's <laughs> <laughs> very true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's one word that you said. I know. I know. Um, anyway, but you know, I could read an entire review about that film why it's not a good film, and I would still disagree because mm-hmm. it's the best film. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, hello. That's oh, you're back. Okay, good, good. I'm back. Or I'm back. It was me that went away. Oh. Oh. Again. Oh. Professional. I know. Look at this. You don't get the professionals doing this, do you? Mm, no. <laughs> uh. Oh, yeah, my film. <laughs> yeah, your film. Um, okay. Well, moving on to the Bruce Willis hype train. Um, mm. I have a new... I have a different Bruce Willis movie that I love. Mm. That I thought was well liked, and it turns out it is not well liked. I think um, I know this is. It is the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh yeah, I saw this. Criminal rating. I was positive this movie was well liked. I thought it was, mm-hmm. you know, the other the other good Die Hard movie. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes had deemed it fifty nine percent. What's a joke? Which is, I mean, come on, it's a it's a great film. It's the my favourite Die Hard sequel, definitely. Um, it's unique. It's got a Sam Jackson. It's 
it has like a weird kind of cat and mouse game in the first half of the movie. Um, it has a really fun midpoint where it's, it's, it's just doing bankai story about the bankai, <laughs> um, and it has you know it has some it's great all along and it's John McTiernan and directing again. Um, he's just a it's just great. And then I agree. I think I think we've said this before in a different episode about the ending kind of being a bit weird. Um, with it's kind of tacked on, we go to a different country and kind of do something different. Um, mm-hmm. But the rest of the film, for the most part, is just incredible. Um, and it's weird to me that it isn't loved. I thought, I assumed it was, um, but no. So did how, I. how do you feel about this? Because I think it's definitely the best sequel. Definitely, yeah. Um, I've just seen here, Die Hard Two has a higher has a higher score. It's got sixty nine. I mean, but, why? <laughs> I mean, I, I get that Die Hard 2 is probably more of a cohesive narrative. Mm-hmm. It's more straightforward and more well-structured in that way, I suppose. And you do sacrifice some of that with Die Hard with a Vengeance, but you sacrifice yeah. it in the name of entertainment. Yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> because there's just more going on with Die Hard with a Vengeance, and it's just more enjoyable. I I love the, the Simon Says sections. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson uh, they're obviously a great partnership on screen they probably hated each other probably I, I, I do not imagine those two people liking each other <laughs> very true yeah but they uh, they get on great on screen um, Jeremy Irons mm-hmm. Jeremy, the fact that I'm about to say this but Jeremy Irons is able to come close to Hans Gruber yeah, that's a miracle, really. <laughs> he's not... I, I'd still say that Hans Gruber is, you know, he's the best diehard villain, he's one of the best villains of all time. But, you know, as as Simon Gruber, Jeremy Irons gives it a good old go. He really does. He and, comes um, close. I think it's kind of a, a, a miracle of his performance that the fact that it's a movie where the villain is the villain's brother. I mean, Yeah, if, if you tell me that now, if you were to say, oh, the, the villain for, I don't know, Captain Marvel two, yeah, is wait no no um no uh, the, the the villain for Doctor Strange two is Caesilius's twin brother yeah <laughs> I'd go oh no yeah we're going downhill but you know I I never even really think about it until after the movie's over and I go it's weird that that was a plot point and I didn't at all go oh god <laughs> um, but I want to blow your mind right now with a different fact of the same okay. franchise. Live free or die hard, die hard 4.0, die hard 4 with a vengeance. No, hang on, wait, die hard 4. Um, has an 82%. Meaning, the critics said, they, 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 they ruled that die hard 4 is not only better, but much better than the third one. Probably. <laughs> they're wrong. This is when they're wrong, okay? <laughs> that's, that's baffling. Isn't 82%? It? Yeah. That's surprising. I mean, it's not terrible. No, it's it's not like a on Stranger Tides type four sequel. It's just kind of um, it's, it's an all right sequel that's not terrible. It's in the same ballpark as Die Hard Two. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. It's it's the more of the first movie, but a bit different. Um, but and then the fifth movie is a different kettle of fish. But okay. <laughs> But this, this I think, come on, Rotten Tomatoes, get your game all together. 
please. Pull yourself together. Come on. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> it's a baffling one. It really is, yeah. Oh, dear. However, they have agreed that the first one is the best one. So that's well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. You know what? It's, it means that 31% of the reviewers watched Die Hard with a Vengeance and didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they went. Then they in the marathon on, the, on a rainy Sunday. They put in the fourth one, and then they went... This is the one. This is the one. This is the only one I can rival the first one. Okay. This one with Kevin Smith playing a parody of a nerd. <laughs> That's a scene, isn't it? That's I felt scene. I felt insulted by that scene. I kind of as well because he just like it's I, the more stereotypical <laughs> kind of thing. I I just felt offended. Hmm. I felt is this how the world sees me? Mm-hmm. I like, if I, I lived like, in the early 2000s, is this what my life would have been? Yeah. Well, I was alive, but you know what I mean. You know. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. It's, I, like, I mean, I liked a few of the Star Wars movies. I Am, am I now Kevin Smith in the basement? <laughs> I would hope not. But apparently Die Hard 4 says otherwise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Should we move on to another film? Yeah. Um, what else have I got? Um, so, yeah. I've, I'm, I'm moving on to one that has the exact same right rating as I have with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one that I knew that critics weren't weren't unanimous on. Yeah. But I had no idea that um, they were as divided as they actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is the film starring Robert Downey Jr. and oh. Jude Law. Ooh. And it's Ooh. Sherlock Holmes, A Game of Shadows. Mm-hmm. Which has a score of fifty nine percent. Oh really? Now I've I've picked this one because the 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 other one isn't much better. I think it's sixty nine. Mm-hmm. The the first Sherlock Holmes film, and yeah. I I really enjoy these films. I do too. Yeah, they're not not groundbreaking or anything. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just Guy Ritchie having a bit of fun. Yeah, with a very two very good actors and Hans Zimmer having a good time. Mm, yeah, I think that. Um, Robert Downey Jr. does a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, the accent, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can say things about it, mm-hmm. but I, I do. I think he's a. I think he's a really good Sherlock. Yeah. Uh, I think he sort of he has, he has a lot of chaotic energy to bring to the bring to the table, mm-hmm. and he he sort of he embodies that version of Sherlock because there are obviously several versions of of Sherlock, but. You know, I'm I'm pretty sure this was like one of the original ideas. Might be wrong, but to have him as be more of a recluse, mm-hmm. and yeah. this this guy who's you know doing a bit of drugs, yeah, <laughs> just a bit. Um, I think it, it contrasts really well with the movie, sort of the clean cut, especially when you think of um, Henry Cavill in Enola Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a very clean cut. Mm-hmm. Very different. Yeah. Um, and I, I think he does a good job. And Jude Law is brilliant as um, Watson, mm-hmm. and yeah. Jared Harris, who, if you want a villain, <laughs> go for Jared Harris. <laughs> Just do it. It's fine. <laughs> there shouldn't Ooh, be any question. Yeah, it's weird that because um, even though 
when the movies were coming out, I did watch them when they were coming out and I did enjoy mm-hmm. them. It's weird that something about the idea of Robert Downey Jr. being both Iron Man and Sherlock Holmes at the same time, that kind of freaks me out. Like, I don't know when he filmed them both <laughs> at the same time. Um, yeah, I think I um, I saw, I saw, I think I saw an interview with him. One of his rare interviews he did with British media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was, he was, they were, they were talking about, um, about Sherlock. And they said that apparently they didn't originally want him. And they asked him, well, what changed their mind? And Mark Downey and just responded by saying that Iron Man came out. <laughs> yeah. That will, that will help. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think... I mean, yeah, again, I'm, I'm not saying they're necessarily wrong. I'm not saying it should be like a 90 rated or 90% one. But maybe, maybe mid-70s. Yeah, it's... It's a movie that kind of aims for something different with the franchise, which is an action kind of hero kind of esque mm-hmm. element where the mystery, the mystery is a part of the story, but it's less so the main kind of. It's not like it's not like Knives Out, but with Sherlock Holmes, it's more like, uh, well, it's more like you know two, two barrels, two how do you call what do you call it? Two lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. There we go. It's more like that, but with Sherlock Holmes doing a bit of punching in it. Um, and it works. It, it's going for that, and for me, it definitely works. Especially, I can never just, like, tell which one I prefer. Um, Neither can I, I. I think the second one has a bit more of a, a scope to it, and a bit more of a, a better villain. Mm-hmm. But the first movie has something about it. <laughs> it's hard to describe. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think... Um... Especially not the opening section of that first film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think I think for me, I think the second one edges it. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. I've um, do you want to move on to another one that you've got. Um, yeah, this is my this is my last one. I think. Okay, okay. Um, it's a bit of an obvious one considering what we sometimes talk about on this little podcast. Um, but I want to talk about briefly uh, the very controversial and. Split, very split opinion. Uh, uh, Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't lie. When this movie's reviews started coming out, and the uh, and the Rotten Tomatoes was officially confirmed, and it was not above even sixty, um, I went into a deep depression. <laughs> I was cause I was so I was so excited for this movie, and. I loved episode eight so much um, that I couldn't handle the pressure of not being able to see the movie just yet because it hadn't been released yet. And at the mm-hmm. same time, knowing that it might ruin my love for this new trilogy that I really love. Mm-hmm. Um, and it currently it has on Rock Tomorrow and the critics, the critics review is 51%. Mm-hmm. So it's barely above 50. Uh, the audience though, however, thankfully is 86%. So they enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a film that I remember walking into and being very scared. <laughs> I know I remember my heart beating in a different way than like a film like Endgame, where it was mostly just excitement. Um, Rise of Skywalker, however, was much more excitement, but also like terrified <laughs> um, kind of experience. And yeah, and then I watched it. And I had my issues, don't get me wrong, I had my issues, but at the same time I was like, 
I'm kind of loving the parts that I love and the parts that I don't like, I kind of don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it came to the third act where I kind of finally slowed down a bit and for me all came together in a really kind of, kind of like great way. Um, I remember coming out of the cinema I remember just being so happy because I just realised that it's just going to be one of those films where I, I like it's I'm it's, I'm happy that I get I get to like love it because I do love it. Um, mm-hmm. It has issues. I definitely acknowledge the fact that they do have this movie. Just have this. It's definitely my least favorite in the new trilogy. Um, it's definitely kind of one that I look to and kind of go a bit like a year more in production would have helped that one. <laughs> like just a, a year more prep time. We would we, we would have been fine with like a year pushback. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know it's. To me, it's a, it's in the upper half of their Star Wars movies in my kind of eyes, um, and it yeah, I kind of can't help but love it for being, just kind of a weird blockbuster in a lot of ways because it just kind of, it just goes for it <laughs> at all levels, and sometimes it's a fault of the actual movie, but also sometimes it really works out, and I kind of yeah, I kind of loved it. Um, I imagine you had a similar kind of experience. Yeah, I was I was sort of similar to you in um, the same way that I went into Endgame. Before I went to watch it, I didn't look at any reviews, which is what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> if I don't, before any uh, scores that were before, like I remember for, for The Last Jedi and various other films, I'd look at, when it first came out, I'd be eager to look at what the score was. Because mm-hmm. um, I know it's quite a fanfare now, especially like it's been for the, for the two Marvel shows that have come out. It's been like a, They've always said, "Oh, it's 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 another couple of days, and they're releasing the tomato meter reveal." Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, it's sort of a big thing now, and it used mm-hmm. to be for me, but now I, especially for the big ones, I'm mm-hmm. of the mind where don't look at anything before you go in. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so for for that and Endgame, I I didn't I didn't look in. I remember I watched Endgame, absolutely adored it, one mm-hmm. of the best experiences of my life. Mm-hmm. And I came out and we're in the car. And I looked, um, I think I looked on IMDb, and it, it, the rating was at a nine because, <laughs> yes. because you know, they do, they fall a bit, yeah. Um, and I just remember thinking, Oh my god, thank you. <laughs> I didn't, not necessarily that, but I felt validated, yeah. I just put my phone away, didn't think anything of it, mm. boosted by that. Rise of Skywalker comes around, mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't look at anything. I went in, thoroughly enjoyed it, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Came out expecting to have the same experience that I did with Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> Opened IMDb, 6.7. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it didn't it's, help. It, it, it's quite a gut punch. I mean, obviously, it doesn't matter. Like, we said at the front, in, uh, up front, you know, we... Um, the, these scores don't dictate whether you should like something or not, and they don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But in that situation, where you've been so hyped up and you love something so much, it's kind of a good point to see a rating that basically kind of tells you you're wrong. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> or, kind of like having. It, it doesn't tell you that you're wrong, or it tells you that other people think you're wrong. Yeah, it's kind of one of those things where it doesn't feel like you're wrong, but more that like you, you just lost support. <laughs> mm, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And again, that's one of the misleading things about the. especially with the Rotten Tomatoes. Because with the 51%, you think, oh, that's, that's the best thing. But at the end of the day, that just means that it was 50-50. Mm-hmm. Half the people feel the same as you. Yeah. 
um, which you know understanding that now just does help a bit, and it's still it's still a little bit sore whenever I see fifty one percent of this film. Mm. But it, you know, it it calms me a little bit seeing the eighty six percent audience next to it. Yeah, it's it helps knowing that it's not a universally across the board haired movie. <laughs> yeah, um, um, but yeah, I was the same with you. The the parts that you know, maybe aren't aren't up to the aren't up to the heights of the the, the parts you love in the film. Um, mm. I still find them enjoyable. I think they I think they're perfectly serviceable. I just sort of sit through them and wait for the end. Like, on, on my more recent rewatches, I was watching those sections and thinking, oh, God, maybe they're right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then you get to you get to a certain point in the film and you realise, nah, nah, I was right. <laughs> There's all this other stuff. <laughs> trust yourself, trust myself. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because, because, yeah, the last, I don't know, last 40 minutes maybe? Mm-hmm. 30, 40 minutes are... Yeah, sorry, the door just gone. <laughs> and the last 30, 40 minutes are some of the best Star Wars ever. Yeah, definitely. And it, it definitely feels to me like um, they they knew what they wanted to do for that 30, 40 minutes. And they, they always knew. But they had a bit of a struggle getting okay. <laughs> to that. Yeah, I know what you and mean. And, you know... Like like, like 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 you said, it's probably it's maybe maybe the weakest one of the new trilogy. A trilogy mm-hmm. that I love all the films in. I love the year. I love the trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I I can have criticisms of it. Like one of my major ones is that I definitely feel there should be for the first half of it there should be more of a feeling like there's a war going on. Yeah, it's yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, I feel like they, they should. It should be of any of the films through the throughout Star Wars. If any of them were going to be like a, a war film, mm-hmm. way, it should be this one. Yeah, it kind of, for the most part, kind of takes on the the genre of an adventure movie for the mm. most part. Which so kind of, I'm not. I'm not. You know, uh, as a decision, it's not one I would make. But mm. I can, I can live with that. Yeah. It's just what I would do. I mean, I I can't I can't blame J.J. Abrams and them for not doing what I want. Mm-hmm. Especially when it's like with the three main characters that haven't really met each other, having an entire film finally with all like Paul, Finn, and Rey together finally. I mean, that's probably for me like the highlight of that film in many ways. Oh, it's definitely. That's... Them them three together is magic. <laughs> it is, and it it's a yeah it's. Having those moments with them, you know, it's really magical. I think, you know, they, they really rival the original three in the, the first trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, like I said, the last 40 minutes, though, they are mind-blowing Star Wars stuff. really is. And it's, I think it's a film that I'm kind of enjoying the time away from it as I have on, like, recently, I think during Christmas, I kind of rewatched the entire sequel trilogy and... Um, really found it really enjoyable to kind of kind of finally see the connective kind of tissue and the kind of all the arcs come all the arcs come together and kind of actually going into episode seven episode eight or episode nine in mind um and i think it's i definitely agree that episode nine is definitely a kind of a weird film it's kind of it kind of takes some leaps <laughs> things kind of just pop up um, it's very kind of odd that the final film in the ninth film saga over uh, so many decades kind of has a final film where 
things kind of just happen in the first 20 minutes <laughs> and we'll have to deal with it. And um, yeah, so it's kind of a weird last film for them in that sense, but it is, I just can't help but love it. And I can't help but love, and I know for a fact that J.J. Abrams' directing style, his kind of dramatic push-ins and, you know, amazing blocking and really kinetic camera movements can really be off-putting for some, um, kind of a bit too much. But there's something about the way he, he does it and the way that he some and the way that he like kind of calms down when he wants to and kind of he just he just I love him. I love the way he directs things and I think it's the I think it's probably the main like alluring factor factor of the film where I think it's probably my favourite directed film he's made in, in terms of like the way he shot it and the way he's kind of tried to capture it. Um <laughs> the amount of like compositions that he does in like one shot in these in this film is it's incredible um and kind of be a bit show-offy and kind of not really necessary kind of but it's star wars and it's a big star war star saga finishing really do what you want go off like it's fine (laughs) go Um, all out have a temple with the lightning going up in the air exactly do what you want um and i'm very much aware that there was a lot of behind the scenes kind of I don't want to say drama, but more like just weird back and forth choices. Um, mm-hmm. That for a lot of fans has been kind of confirmation that the sequel is the worst sequel in the trilogy because <laughs> no plan equals bad movie, even though so many movies and so many franchises are made of no plan are still great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, that's my last one, I guess the big one. <laughs> yeah, that that that's I think that's kind of probably a good place to leave it. Oh, okay. Um, I did have a few more that I mentioned, or that I had on the list. Um, I was going to mention the fact that the IMDb ratings for both Black Panther and Spider-Man 2 are way too low. What are they? They're 7.3. Oh, okay. That is surprising, actually. <laughs> um, and um, some of the other reviews I found are some particularly nasty ones for Black Panther. Oh, no. Oh, um no. One, one, one person said that Black Panther is a movie that falls into the category of Sharknado. Um, I, I disagree with that one, I'll be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of it's, it's propaganda and SJW nonsense. Of course. That's, that's a lot of it comes, typical stuff. Unfortunately, it comes with like, the, the territory. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, could play, you could play bingo with most of the reviews on IMDb for Black Panther. You really could, yeah. <laughs> um, although there, 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 um, there was one Rotten Tomato review for it, which I found quite amusing. Or not necessarily the review wasn't amusing, but what I found after the review was quite amusing. They said, um, this Danny M had written, another comic book, just what the world needed. <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> and I had a little click on this because this, you can see a lot of profiles. Yeah, and he's done like a load of reviews like 22 hours ago it said like a little wave mm-hmm. I'm guessing maybe he got drunk <laughs> but who knows yeah. and he did one for um, a one star review for Captain America the First Avenger <laughs> right and the review is simply it says real Captain America is £300 can't read never leaves his couch these movies are part of the reason the US is crumbling <laughs> He had to be drunk, right? <laughs> yeah, I feel like no one can write that unironically. Yeah, and then like press save. <laughs> Send. I'm yeah. pleased with that. 
<laughs> into the internet it goes. Uh-huh. Wow, God. Maybe I should, let's like never read a review again. Even my own, just never read it again. <laughs> I know sometimes it can be a very dark place. Yeah. But I I hope hope people know that you know these ratings aren't the end of the world. No, definitely not. Um, they they aren't the end of the world, and they sometimes don't mean what you think they mean. Mm-hmm. You're allowed and to love and also hate whatever you wanna. And sometimes it's more special loving something that everyone else hates. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is, it is. Which, as long as you don't do it meanly. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, again, I would like to make it clear that we, you know we're doing this in good humour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bruce Willis humour. Uh-huh. <laughs> Very and weird yeah, brand of comedy. <laughs> that's uh, that's that's all I've got. Yeah. Well, I am quite happy with all that. Um, okay, okay. A lot of good movies there that are mm-hmm. objectively good. A good phrase to use. Objectively good. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah. So. Thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed. Just to remind you before we go, uh, we do have a, a Instagram account at Marvelous Cinema Podcast where we do every other day reviews and weekly podcast uh, weekly podcast on Come On Monday. Uh, we also have a Twitter account at Cinema Marvelous where we do every other day reviews and uh, weekly podcasts Come On Monday as well. Uh, like I said before, give us a like, uh, comment, review, uh, share around if you can. Um, and yeah, we'll make sure to be in contact with you. <laughs> Sounds really aggressive when you say like that. <laughs> we will find you. We will find you. And we will leave me some you. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And goodbye. Yeah, thank you very much. Bye.